Hello and welcome to a podcast of stuff we got up to on the radio earlier today, the day when everyone was talking about um, Boris leaving, other than most of this podcast. Well, it was late and I'd been working on other stuff, so we get some mention in there, I think, uh, but more details in tomorrow's podcast, I guess. Up to the minute, finger on the pulse, that's what we do here. Um, so let's have a listen to what we did on radio earlier today. What could we possibly talk about today? Do you know, I, um, we're not going to go in too deeply talking about Boris Johnson and all the government re- um, resignations because I can't keep up with it. You know what was the most stressful thing about today was waking up, having to look at the news apps to see who the Prime Minister was, just in case a doctor ever did one of those cognitive decline tests on me. And who's the Prime Minister? I don't know. What the... oh, he picked a wrong time to ask that one, Doctor. Next thing you know, you're in a home and it's not even your fault. Something else to blame them on. Um, anyway, on the show we will talk about the serious issue of seagulls. When seagulls attack. Coming soon. Probably Channel 5. Coffee is in the news. Yesterday I talked about if bar- baristas went on strike, I'd be more upset than barristers. I'd sue them. No, I wouldn't, because there's no barristers. Or something. And then also we've got a gnome joining me on the telephone. So it's going to be a, it's a busy one. And uh, I, now this story impacts me because it wasn't that long ago that I was attacked by a seagull. I say not that long ago, a couple of years ago when I was in Skegness, but still the memory haunts me. Because I went and bought some fish and chips. I thought, I know, I'll go to a seaside, buy some fish and chips. And these days, it's as bad as leaving a tube station carrying your phone. You know, they say don't get your phone out because those motor moped gangs will nick your phone. Don't get chips out of the seaside. There are gangs, they're gangs of seagulls waiting to pounce. Well, apparently, seagull attacks on holidaymakers doubled in a year. More than 40% of people say that they were dive-bombed by gulls. Even myself, I had a funny turn. Uh, They're trying to get your food over the last 12 months. They're compared to 22% who said that they'd been targeted in the year before. One expert here, Amy Hollingsworth, uh, was uh, one of the latest victims and said, I was sitting, let's just do this more of a... The voice has been changed to protect Amy Hollingsworth's identity. I was sitting in uh, near the pier eating chicken nuggets when I uh, noticed that I was slowly being surrounded by gulls. I stood up and started walking away from them, uh, but one kept coming back again and again. And apparently one of these seagulls grabbed her by the nuggets. The nuggets. Um, so look, what do you do in the event of... Because this is like a mugging. You try and buy some chips... You can't call the police. Like, oh, do you have a description? Yeah, about three inches long, made of potato. Oh, you mean the gull? No, well, it's a seagull. What? So I say just try and avoid them. Try and not eat food in the area. Or go to the Stephen Allen Etsy uh, shop. I should start selling more merchandise. Because I'm thinking of designing a hat with a little scarecrow on it. Because surely that'll work. A couple of things in the news that I wanted to mention. We didn't even get around to talking about this. Uh, five areas of sea off Cornwall and Wales have been earmarked for the development of a floating wind uh, offshore wind farm. It's point of that, it's going to blow away. Like, literally, you'll only put it in windy areas. Anyway, so it's not that that's wound me up today. It's the story of... New researchers looked at how much your average coffee costs. It's a cost-of-living crisis situation, which means... I believe we've got a jingle for this one. Which one is it? It costs how much? It costs how much, says Martin. Well, I'll tell you, the average cost for your coffee is now £3. And it is full-on ridiculous when you think about it, isn't it? Three quid for flavoured water. 
you make them at home for pennies, and yet we, we, I am terrible for this. I love being in a coffee shop. But still, three quid for a coffee is getting fairly expensive. It's not so bad if you've got syrups and other weird things put in there. You buy a double espresso, that's getting on for three quid. Three quid for... It's getting to the kind of prices where if they don't give you the little cup to walk away with, some of us are going to be taking them anyway. But, uh, anyway, so yeah, then, uh, be careful. The next time you go into a coffee shop, you might get a rude awakening, which actually saves you buying the caffeine. So maybe it solves itself. Alien news. Let's see if we can do this without being interrupted. Future world powers will be armed by aliens. This is according to a former government boffin. Boffin? Well, we must know what he's talking about then. It's Nick Pope, a one-time UFO expert at the Ministry of Defense. He's convinced that Earth will be visited by extraterrestrials. And reminds me, what's E.T. short for? Because he's got little legs. Thank you. Apparently it will spark a new arms race, because these aliens will come here and then they'll be like, oh, do you not have one of these uh, laser cannons? We'll be like, oh, I'm one of them. And then it means we're in charge. I still worry less about that. I worry about an arms race of uh, the latest technology, and I worry more about the fact that aliens could be detecting our electromagnetic radiation, our radio signals. And if they decide to broadcast back, I know I've mentioned this before, but if they broadcast back at 107.5 megahertz, next thing you know, no one hears what I'm saying, there'll be interference all over the place. But maybe we should be worried more about the, the weapons, because weapons stand more of a chance of actually happening because it's a boffin who came up with it so you never get to with the five earthlings we have been monitoring your radio broadcasts to learn about your species so a man called pincher was accused of groping men is this how your earth names work in which case why were you surprised about matt hancock Fifteen. Distortion, but if you don't hear any distortion, I guess we don't need to worry about it. So, yeah, let's not worry about it and move on. Alistair McGowan's in the news. I'm a big fan of his work. Oh, he used to love his TV show. Paid less attention to him protesting against the Heathrow expansion, but that's because I don't live near there. So. He's in the news saying that there's no point doing impressions anymore. What? Because no one watches enough TV to work out who they are. I see. And I realised since we moved to this new time slot, we've not done any impressions. At no point have I found a way of crowbarring in the phrase, What's all that in and all that in? And no, no one knows who that is. And I see his point. Maybe that's why no one gets my impressions. People don't watch enough repeats of uh, Alas, Smith & Jones. Which also is this close away from my Andy Parsons impression. All the thing about being Andy Parsons is... It's the same voice, isn't it? And, normally... At some point, someone will send in a text message that I'll get away with saying, <laughs> Good evening. And we've not done that in a while. No one knows who that impression is either. Again, Alistair McGowan is right. No one's watching enough telly to get all my impressions. So, uh, I do feel sorry for him in that, you know, that's what he does for a living. And the weird thing is that even though he's famous, everyone knows who Alistair McGowan is. Do you not feel sorry for the fact that no one's ever going to do an impression of him? Like, how would you? You wouldn't even know where to start. I promised earlier we'd talk gnomes. Gnome watch, watch. That's not a feature, but I feel that it should be. You don't see them as much as you used to. Remember in the old days, you'd walk past some garden, you'd see a, a gnome sticking out there below? Oh, look at that, gnomes. Well, not anymore, apparently. Gnomes are being ditched from our gardens, and it's all because of people thinking, oh, I'd rather have a biodiverse range of plants. Uh, something for the bees to, to feed upon. It's all very well, but what about, think of the poor gnomes. 
Do they not have feelings? No, they don't, because they're just gnomes. But yeah. The traditional garden ornament uh, apparently have found themselves homeless in one in ten of us now, uh, deliberately trying to go for a wild space. They call it rewilding. When I was growing up, that was not giving a beep. But apparently, if you leave stuff to overgrow, you can say that you're re rewilding. Fruit trees, composting areas, greenhouses, all of this luck means that we are no longer seeing as many gnomes. This is clearly impactful for those from the gnome community. And to find out more, I'm joined on the line by a gnome now. Hello. Hello, Steve. So you're a gnome? Yep, I've, uh, I'm a gnome. I've been in the business for years. I used to mainly work with fishing rods by the side of pools and then upgraded to mainly toadstool sitting. You might have seen me in some gardens, yeah. Do you know what? Yeah, I think I might have seen you in some front gardens. Um, So are you worried that this story is saying gnomes are dying out? Not at all, Steve. I've got some uh, other lucrative lines of work. Oh, yeah? What do you do? I'm a Lord Sugar lookalike. Yeah. Well, that makes sense. All right. That's it. Podcast done. You made it. Get subscribed. Get tweeting. Uh, get emailing. Me at mrstevenallen.co.uk is one way of doing it. Other than that, uh, just go about your life and I'll see you for the next one. Till then, bye.